Hey friends, welcome to the 3x5 Leadership Podcast, where we champion intentional leaders who create significant impacts. In this show, we share simple, practical strategies to help you live, to lead, and to learn more intentionally. So you can learn more about us and what we do in about 3x5 uh, at our website, which is 3x5leadership.com. That's 3x5leadership.com. I'm Josh. Uh, I'm really grateful that you've joined us for today's episode. Uh, and I'm also really excited about this episode. It, it's a pretty personal one um, that stems from a, a, a governing philosophy about how I and also my family just really approaches life and, and how we do life with other people. And so I'm, I'm glad you've joined us for here. And I hope that this episode can really resonate with you and become something uh, that you can put into practice right after this episode, right? So, um, but it all starts with just this one simple statement. And that statement is, you can't pour from an empty cup. You can't pour from an empty cup. And this philosophy actually started as a t-shirt. Um, about, I don't know, two years ago or so, my wife and I um, discovered this shirt company online called um, Self Cares for Everyone. And they just make really awesome um, shirts, apparel, whatever, that send some pretty impactful messages about like mental health and being okay with who you are and where you're at in life. Uh, and we, we, we really enjoy a lot of those. And so I remember a couple of years ago, we, we bought our first batch of, of shirts from this company and some of them are really fun. I st we still have a bunch of them, obviously. Um, I, I have one that I really enjoy wearing and just says it, it costs $0.00 to be a kind human being. Um, another one that just simply says like feelings are okay. Um, and I enjoy wearing those just cause like, especially being in a military community myself, those are not often, um, messages on the, from, that are on the forefront of leaders' minds and what they're trying to communicate and all that kind of stuff. And maybe even not, some people are just not even comfortable with like this idea of like, let's even talk about this stuff. Um, so I really enjoy using those as just kind of statement pieces, maybe the start conversation or if nothing else, just to make somebody feel a bit more welcomed, uh, more seen, heard, valued uh, in the moment. So, but of all those shirts, there's actually one that kind of surprisingly became like a, a staple for our family. And it was my wife's shirt, this one that said that one simple phrase, you can't pour from an empty cup. And this single statement has really turned into a cornerstone philosophy for how I and also my whole family really just lives and leads at home, in our community, where we do life uh, with those around us, as well as at work. And we just love the model that it um, it uses to kind of portray um, this, this approach to life, right? And so when you're thinking about you and, and everything you have to offer other people captured within a cup, right? Um, and in this cup, it can be your capacity, it could be your time, your energy, your emotions, your skills, your abilities, all of the things that you have to give other people. And what, so how do you keep a full cup? Okay, so what, what is pouring into your cup? Who, what, when, where? Um, so there's inputs into your cup, but there's also outputs. How are you pouring out from your cup into other people's cups too? And so I think it's a very simple visual model, example, whatever you want to call it, that represents an open system. We as a person, as an entity, um, are an open system. What are, what, who and what is pouring into us 
so that we can also pour into other people too. And ultimately it's about making sure that you have a full cup or if nothing else, at least not an empty cup because you can't, like the shirt and the philosophy says, you can't pour from an empty cup. So like I said, this has been a really um, powerful um, approach to life, philosophy, example, model, visual, whatever it is that you want to kind of reference it as um, for myself and for my family. But uh, I think particularly it's important to uh, look at it from like three different ways, right? It offers three really powerful things for us um, uh, as a philosophy. And I think the first thing is like, it's just, it helps us with self-awareness, right? I can use this really simple model of my cup and use that to take stock of where I'm at uh, and what capacity I currently have. I can use that to assess, okay, what are the things and the people that are pouring into my cup right now? Uh, and what are the ways or the, the, the people that I'm using or that I'm taking my cup and pouring into from as well? And again, when you're doing it as an open system, is that um, okay? Am I pouring out too much? Am I pouring not not enough, whatever it is, right? So uh, it's a great model to help us take stock of our cup, what's going in and out, and also help us assess where we might be lacking if we might be uh, feeling like we're not actually having a full cup right now. Uh, the second thing it does is it helps us then to self-regulate. I make that assessment, okay, this is where I'm at, this is what's coming in, this is what's going out. Um, so what capacity do I have? And if we're not necessarily in a good place right now, hey, I maybe feel like I'm pouring out too much or I'm not getting enough poured into me. Okay, now I can do something about that. The, 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 the self-regulation piece. Okay, what adjustments do I need to make in order to make this a more sustainable um, approach uh, for long-term? Which gets into the third thing that it does um, for us as well is that it helps us, I think, to really take a simple approach to maintaining resiliency. This, this, this example, this visual of cup management um, helps us to keep a long view amidst things like um, seasons, different seasons in life, uh, amidst change, whether it's at work or at home or in life, whatever it is, uh, as well as crisis too, right? So uh, it helps us to know when we should say no to things, which I think is a really powerful uh, concept because especially as leaders, and I would consider myself exhibit A and, and somebody that struggles with this, we struggle with saying no um, to people, to offers, to opportunities, to whatever it is, both whether that's at work or at home or, or so like, I mean, even thinking of like you're asked, being uh, asked to volunteer at your local church or your local club or coaching some what your kids' uh, sports teams or stuff like that, right? There's a lot of opportunities where we have, that are always presented to us where we can pour into other people Um but when we're taking a long view and really trying to maintain um, uh, resilience um, and maintaining a full cup ourselves, uh, it helps us to be like, well, this is probably not best for me and my cup. So I, I think it helps us to be a bit more confident and okay with saying no to things and to no to people. And that's okay. So, um, but I, what I really love is like this just philosophy is so relatable. And it's so simple um, to help to use to dive into really intentional conversations about um, how you are managing yourself in out for the people and, and things around you. Um, and I, I just love using this, this this really as a story with people. And I, I I found myself over the years like actually using this as a story where I'm talking with I mean we'll say a junior leader at work or a mentee of mine 
who might be going through some sort of challenge or a season of change or something like that, whether they maybe have uh, a new management role, increased responsibility at work or something like that. Maybe they've had loss of a relationship, which is also really um, kind of a big deal. And whatever the circumstance is, um, it's a great it's a great way to enter into a conversation. Um, and I actually literally just use my wife's t-shirt as that story, right? I just say, like, hey, um, so my wife has this shirt and it says, you can't pour from an empty cup. And simply just saying that really just lets us just kind of wade into the water very quickly and very intentionally of some, some deep conversation and into getting into those things. Like, okay, let's, let's take stock in where we're at, self-awareness. Okay, what do, are we okay right now or what do we need to adjust? Self-regulation. But really the whole using the model and the story and all that kind of stuff builds resilience because what happens, and I love to see this happen, is that they end up using this um, this reference, the story, the example, the model, visual, whatever it is, uh, themselves in the future. And following following conversations over the years where they're like, hey, my, I don't feel like I have a really full cup right now, Josh. Um, and like, that's all I need to know, right? And from there, we can really get into some awesome conversations um, just off that simple common reference point. So, um, and so I, like, I use it, at, like I said, with mentees and with junior leaders at work. I, I've used it with colleagues at work. I, my, my spouse and I use it. And we use that as, as a common kind of phrase and reference between us. We're like, hey, like I, I'm feeling like I got a pretty empty cup right now. Um, and I might need some help with X, Y, and Z. We often use it as parents, um, uh, maybe towards the end of a long day. Um, or even members of our community. Well, again, like I said, if we're offered opportunities to maybe participate or contribute or to play some sort of role um, within a, a team, a club, a, or, or whatever we're part of, um, and we use that, like, hey, so how is where's our family cup at? Do we have the capacity to be pouring into this now as well, in addition to the things that we already are, right? So um, it, 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 is, it is wide, but allows us to go deep into things and exploring um, where you're at with, with life, with work, um, with change, with significant impact, whatever it is. And so uh, I, I hope that this can be a philosophy that you can work to apply to yourself in your own life, as well as maybe a common reference and a common visual for you to use with those around you that you kind of pour into, whether it's at work, at home, or like I said, in your community. And I think in order to do that better or to do it well and more intentionally, um, I want to just talk through four questions. Maybe you can ask yourself, you can ask them, uh, as you look to explore using and understanding this, this model of the, the pouring from an empty cup. Um, and so of the four questions, first one is, um, how are you filling your cup? Right. Um, I, I think it's easy to look around you and be like, okay, so who are the people that are pouring into my cup? Do I have mentors? Do I have colleagues? Maybe important figures in my life, like I've like I referenced my spouse. My spouse is a huge um, contributor to pouring into my cup in a lot of different ways, uh, and not necessarily the most important, but a very significant one for me on a routine basis. It's just like as a talking partner and somebody that I can kind of process life with and challenges at work and things that I'm maybe perplexed with or don't understand or I'm, I'm not I'm kind of frustrated about. Right, so it's easy to first look at like okay, so who are the people that are pouring into me? And that's important, and we do need that. 
again, like I said, mentors, people at work, people in, in, in life, uh, in our community, whatever it is, our family. But what I've also found is it's easy to maybe be the victim or be sitting here waiting for someone to pour into me. And if that's not necessarily happening the way that you want it to or as much as you think it should, um, then we kind of turn into like a victim. We're like, well, I got nobody pouring into me, so I can't have a full cup. And that's where I want to bring up this idea of like, we, you also need to take responsibility um, for your cup and not necessarily always rely strictly on others to fill your cup. So how can you make sure that you are also maintaining a full cup, even if you're in a, again, a season, time of life, or place, whatever, where it's not necessarily others that are pouring into you? Um, and I, I think there are maybe three quick examples that um, you can maybe consider or try to use. Um, one is just like maintaining like learning habits, right? And um, and what I mean by that is like, what are you doing to continue to learn, to grow, um, and to, I guess we'll, we'll just say learn new, uh, new information, new knowledge, new ways of thinking. Um, and that can be from books, that can be from podcasts, it can be from courses or magazines or articles or blogs, whatever it is, right? There's a lot of content out there that can help pour into us. But really, and it's not really so there's a right answer to what is that, that stuff is, um, but as long as it's relevant to you and the roles that you fill in life, uh, as, as long as they are compelling and they are interesting to you and they do energize you as you're learning um, from those. Um, but as you pour into that, or I guess that pours into you really, uh, what I've found is that just the simple habit of continuous learning helps me to maintain a broader perspective um, and new ways of thinking that I naturally did not initially have. And I mean, even just as simply as like reading a book, the whole my normal what I've talked about before, like 10 pages a night kind of rule, even just a simple small habit like that can help me to appreciate, to see, understand, and consider things that are outside of my normal small little bubble um, or my now small little silo of life and work. And when I'm able to kind of maybe take a peek up and up about or beyond that, even just for a couple pages a night, it just helps me, I think, to be able to look beyond uh, my immediate circumstances, not feel sorry for myself, um, and know there's a lot of other great things outside of my immediate bubble um, that can impact me and influence me. And I can pull from, bring into my sphere, to bring into my bubble, into my life, and apply, right? So... So I think one way that we can make sure that we are also maintaining a full cup ourselves is just a, a simple continuous learning habit. Um, the second one is like just maybe an intentional relationship at work. Um, work is busy. Work is often just a, a laundry list of tasks, of things that I always have to get accomplished uh, every single day, whatever it is. And we don't, often don't feel like we have enough time for people or for the things that we find really important. Again, that whole urgent versus important kind of um, construct. But is there a way, or is there something, or is there a colleague at work that you can just like try to be more intentional with, even just like once a week? Can we do things rather than like going out with a normal crew for lunch on, I don't know if you can, like, sort of like, oh, hey, on Friday, we all go out for lunch or wherever. Um, can you do something other where like, hey, maybe once a week I'm going out to have a, a meal, lunch with a, a hand-selected colleague for the intention of intentional conversation and it's less about gossip it's not about going out and kind of just 
um, venting, complaining, whatever it is, but it's more about it's processing. It's helping to make sense. It's helping to uh, see beyond ourselves, um, to gain from some perspective from somebody else. Um, but you got to be intentional about that. And I know I've used the word intentional half a dozen times just in this reference, but that, that's the point. You making a decision to have a very purposeful relationship with somebody. And it doesn't have to be every single day. It doesn't even have to be every week. Maybe it's every other week, whatever it is, where you go and you use that opportunity for them to pour into you and for you to pour into them in very purposeful, deliberate, intentional ways. Uh, and it's not the mere usual meal where we all vent, complain, um, gossip about things going on at work, right? Um, so a second thing that you can do is just maybe simply have an intentional relationship with a colleague at work. And then the last one um, is like maybe just a hobby. What is something that is going to help you um, be okay and that kind of lets you um, calm, be calm, feel calm um, and relax and, and whatever it is. And, and for there might be some really weird hobbies out there that people really enjoy, but it doesn't matter what it is. As long as it's something that you can do that's going to fill your cup, it's going to get energize you again. It's going to, uh, the way that I kind of put it for myself is uh, it helps me put everything back in their place mentally in my head where they're supposed to um, so that I can come back energized, organized, um, and mentally available, emotionally available for other people. And for me, that hobby is running. And I know that might sound like a terrible hobby for others out there, and that's okay. But uh, for me, running is just that it's, it's a reflective, introspective activity. Um, I often actually don't enjoy really running with other people. It's a very individual activity for me. And it's because of that. It's just because my mind it's just my, it's my unstructured thinking time where I can just process on kind of whatever is bubbling to the surface there in my head. And I can just kind of process it, think about it, and ultimately kind of go through the construct of what I'm, what's on my mind, so what, um, why does that matter? Now what? What do I need to do about it moving forward, right? And, and just through the activity of running and being able to just kind of process that in my head, I can finish a run and just really feel... Um, clear, calm, and collected about what I need to do moving forward. And so um, whatever that activity, that hobby is for you, uh, I just encourage you maybe to try to find what that is and then just making sure that you pour into that so that it, that activity pours into your cup, it helps you take responsibility for your cup and keep a full cup. So um, question one, how are you filling your cup? Follow-on question. Question number two is, how are you keeping your cup full? Um, and really what it's getting at is, are we making it a sustainable habit over time with balanced inputs and outputs? Um, I think it's easy to do anything for a day. It's easy to do anything for a week. You could even try to maybe sustain something for a couple of weeks and a month or whatever it is. But like, how are you making this sustainable and healthy um, over time, long time? Uh, that supports your needs um, and your resilience so that you can pour into others. And so I'm going back to like these learning habits that we're talking about and your hobby. And uh, if we have relationships with others at work, mentors, spouses, people in, in our family or whatever that we kind of do, neighbors or friends, um, how are we building those habits for them to pour into us long term? sustainable routine as a habit because again like 
doing it once a week, yeah, it might fill your cup for that week, but over time you're gonna deplete that cup. How are we maybe making that a sustainable um, input into our cup to help keep it um, full uh, for long term? So um, what I encourage you to do is with this question, like how are you keeping a full cup? Like this really can be just a simple question that you ask yourself in some sort of reflective activity uh, pretty routinely, maybe weekly, monthly, whatever is kind of working best for you. But uh, ask yourself, like, so am I, am I keeping a full cup and how am I keeping a full cup? And you can kind of do this regular check-in reflection or whatever it is. And maybe even like what I would do, like for me, like get a piece of paper, split it in half. And like, what are my inputs right now? What are my outputs? Who am I pouring out to? Um, and being able to kind of take stock in that and like, okay, so is this working right now? With these inputs, are some of these short-term, some of these long-term enduring ones and vice, and also apply that to the, um, to the outputs. But, uh, how are we making this a sustainable model over time so that we can maintain resilience uh, and maintain capacity, a full cup for other people as well? Okay, question three is uh, now getting away from ourselves and worrying about our own cup, but then now pouring that cup into others. How are you pouring uh, into others' cups? And like I, I, like I said, I've, I've used this uh, model example story analogy uh, with a lot of junior leaders and mentees at work um, and it's actually been really fun with some of them I've used it in the sense of like we need to start talking about how you're pouring in, into others right now and so we I, I introduced the, the model and hey you can't pour from an empty cup hey so what so what is filling your cup right now we kind of create a list of all the things that this junior leader mentee whoever they are um, all of the things the people that are pouring into them and I'm like, hey, this is a great list. This is awesome. And then we kind of do a, a deeper assessment of those. Okay, a lot of these enduring. Can these help you maintain a full cup long term? And we're like, yeah, absolutely. This is great. Maybe we might need to look to make some adjustments here in our next season of work if we get this new new role or whatever it is. Um, but it's a really encouraging conversation and, and not as a kind of like a gotcha question, but really it's like, okay, so now we're going to really get into the real part of the conversation here. This is where I... What I, where I want to offer the challenge for you is, and then I ask that question. So, so how are you pouring into others, or what are you pouring into from your cup? And sometimes I kind of get a the blank, like deer the headlights look. Um, like, oh, I might not be now that I think about it, right? And so now we get, get into this awesome, encouraging conversation of like, okay, so what does pouring uh, into others from your cup look like? And it's really a nervous conversation for a lot of people. Who are like, well, I'm not ready to mentor. I, I can't be a mentor. All kind of right, and I get that. And that's why it's an awesome conversation. It's like, okay, so where can we start um, and stuff? So uh, I've used this with this, but really, um, I, I think this question is the most important one because the foundation of this entire philosophy, the foundation of this statement, and, and the of everything that we're talking about in this episode boils down to. The, the, the perspective uh, and the point of uh, we maintain a full cup so that we can pour into others' cups. And I want to say that again, right? So it might feel selfish sometimes. I'm like, hey, I got to worry about making sure my cup's full. And like, oh, my cup's not full. I can't do that. And we feel there's guilt around that and all that kind of stuff. But like, no, it's, it's actually really important because I need to maintain a full cup so that I can pour into others' cups. 
in very intentional, purposeful ways um, where I can be fully present. I can be my best self for other people. I can give them everything that I am, that I have, that's available to me uh, for them, right? So we maintain a full cup so that we can pour into others' as cups. So how, right? That's the hard question, especially for maybe people new to this, um, new managers, new leaders, um, or whatever. Like, uh, how do I how do I pour in other people's cups? I'm not ready for that. I'm not. I'm not a mentor. I'm not a right. So, um, maybe just two two initial thoughts, two uh, small offers, maybe to start off with. Um, one is a. Uh, Maybe start just using a simple one-on-one -on -one meeting once a week with your direct reports, right? If you're if, if a new manager or somewhere like a lower-level manager, mid-level manager, and you got a handful of direct reports, um, schedule weekly one-on-ones with them. And it's every single week, same day, same time of the week. It's 30 minutes, only 30 minutes. That's all you need. And just to make it as simple as possible, break those 30 minutes up into 10-minute segments. First 10 minutes... You let them kind of talk about where they're at at work, what their priorities are, what their tasks are. Let them update you on kind of those tasks, those projects. Let them inform you about their work, what they're doing, maybe even their challenges, right? And you're just in receive mode. Hey, I'm listening, I'm listening. 10 minutes, stop. Second 10 minutes, um, you share to them. Hey, this is where I'm at right now. This is what I'm thinking the priorities need to be. Um, this is where I need help with. This is where I think you need to go with this. Let me help you maybe make a decision, whatever it is. Um, or you're offering to them what they need to, to be able to kind of go move out and execute um, with your guidance and, and um, take that initiative and, and to operate within that space that you've given them. But the last 10 minutes is more of like a developmental opportunity, right? So, hey, maybe we can talk about things like feedback, and I can work on trying to use this as a feedback discussion uh, opportunity where I'm, I'm delivering feedback. We have a two-way conversation about it. Um, you can kind of coach them maybe through their next needed development. Uh, if they're some sort of skill that they need to work on developing to, to be successful in their, in their job now or in the future, whatever it is, and helping them through co coaching conversations about how to get better on that, how to learn more about it, and then put it into practice. Uh, you can also have career management conversations like, hey, where, where do we want to go in the next one, five, ten years, and what are we doing now to, to set you up for success for that, and how can I help, all that kind of stuff. Um, whatever it is, but like ten minutes of a very intentional, purposeful, structured, and focused uh, developmental conversation about whatever uh, is needed. And you know, it doesn't have to be the same thing every single week. You can kind of rotate those too, right? So uh, that's one way that you can pour into somebody else's cup. A one-on-one, -on -one, very intentional, very focused and uh, that includes um, structured developmental conversation time. The second one is like, yeah, you can be a mentor. Um, and you don't, there's not some book that's going to teach you everything you need to know to be a mentor. There's, there's no right amount of experience you need to have in order to authorize you to be to enter into maybe filling a role as a mentor. Um, I, I think the thing that has given me most... Uh, inspiration and let me know that I'm maybe okay to try to consider myself being a mentor to people was this um, old New York Times article from the, the 90s. Um, and the, the, the article for me, Royal Boiled Down to this one simple like paragraph, the whole, the whole article, one paragraph about mentorship. And it said really like, you can simplify mentorship to down to three simple steps.
three steps to mentorship. Step one is just to listen, right? Just listen. Step two, share what you know. And then step three, repeat. And like the end of the day, that's all you can really offer is your experiences, your knowledge, your perspective on life and work and where we're at. Um, and that's like, the very first important step, obviously, is listen. But then two is like, hey, all I can do, I can share what I know. And maybe we can kind of have a dialogue about that. And then you just, you keep that cycle going. Listen, listen, listen. Well, I'll share what I know. Listen, 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 right? So um, pouring into other people's cups, you can. And maybe we're in a season of life where we should start considering how we are pouring into other people's cups. You can do it with people at work that work for you. As if you're in a manager or leadership role, you can also do it as a mentor. And uh, you can start small. And that's okay. Uh, and then the fourth question um, to kind of use this framework um, purposefully and, 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 and intentionally is, uh, what do you do if you have a, an empty cup or a near empty cup? And those, we will all certainly be in those seasons of life uh, at different times for whatever reason. And um, I think one, uh, it's important to understand that like, it's okay to not be okay sometimes, but it's not okay to stay not okay. Um, and so I, I think you need to recognize the season that you're in. Um, and I recently, uh, actually, I, I recently just came out of a really challenging work season myself where uh, kind of within my military organization, I was um, kind of forward out um, in a due station in Europe for about six months. And um, that was a really challenging season of work for me uh, where a good portion of, I was spending almost 18 hours working, four hours sleeping, kind of doing what I can to keep myself together. Uh, and being able to manage the near crisis, felt like near crisis every single day for months. Um, and finally able to things to slow down. I'm still working seven days a week and not never really getting a break and working 10, 12 hours a day, whatever it is. But um, it was a really challenging season for me. And I had to very quickly do this assessment of, of my cup and what I had capacity for and what I, and what I didn't and, and what I needed to make it okay. And... During that time, I, I had to make some hard decisions for myself. Uh, one was like my inputs for my cup. Uh, I wasn't getting a whole lot from people. I, I didn't really have time or access to mentors. Um, I was also in significantly different time zones from other people that I would normally talk to. So I kind of made talking to people regularly outside of my immediate work um, context pretty challenging. And so I was like, man, I, I really don't have many people that are going to be pouring into me. And so uh, I had to turn to to running for me. It's like I had at least three, four days a week, I need to go for a run by myself. Again, put everything back in its place for me so that I can come back clear, com collected, um, and ready to, to give that back to other people. Uh, I also had to be very intentional with like a, a work relationship, right? It's like I, I need to be able to process some stuff with somebody because I'm not always going to be able to talk to my wife every single day or when I needed to or whatever it is. And, um, so I had to find somebody at work that was like, Hey man, I, I, I need to one meal a day, maybe a, a couple meals, uh, over a week. I need to be able to sit down and I need to just be able to kind of talk through challenges, frustrations, and I need you to help me kind of with perspective and, and thinking about things maybe broader than I naturally do. And so, uh, really my inputs were like a work colleague, 
and running. Um, I didn't really have a whole lot of time for a lot of like learning habits. Uh, maybe I was a little lazy in some ways potentially, but I wasn't a whole lot of learning going out there outside of uh, the crucible of my work every single day. But those were my those were my inputs, and that's where I was like, okay, this is it. This is how I'm going to try to through these two main things. I'm going to try to maintain a, a full cup. But because of that, what I was used to do in pouring out of uh, out, um, I had to kind of reassess that, and that was really challenging for me. Uh, my my more normal like mentorship groups that I kind of run virtually with a lot of junior leaders that I've worked with in the past that I really enjoy. I kind of had to I had to put a hold on that for like six months, and that was really hard uh, for me. It also was for them, uh, but I appreciate their patience. But that was that was challenging. Um, I had to be okay with not doing a lot of like deliberate deliberate leader development activities in the workplace with like my junior leaders um, on a routine basis. And that was also really hard. And that's actually was what um, generated the, the most recent article um, on the website, which was the uh, simplifying leader development. It was, it was this season of work where I was, that led me to, to think about that and write about that, 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 uh, that construct. But it was really challenging for me to, um, not pour into developing my junior leaders as much as I was used to, as much as I feel like I should have, or as much as I normally like to. Um, and so with all of that, like that was my new approach to maintaining a full cup for six months in a very challenging, uh, and kind of crisis-like, uh, work environment, uh, being more deliberate about what's coming in and making sure that I do have inputs, but then also I think better managing my outputs uh, so that I'm able to be okay and sustain that for six months. So um, that was a recent experience of mine where, where I had to um, recognize the season I'm in, be self-aware, self-regulate off of that in order to maintain resilience over time um, during that whole thing. So um, now what, right? So I, I, I hope the this this framework of Maintaining a full cup, pour, not pouring from an empty cup, not only makes sense, but is relatable and is something that you can put into action for yourself as well as for other people. And what I love, like I, I think I mentioned earlier, what I love is just being able to have relationships with people, both in my home, at work, those that I mentor, um, colleagues, neighbors, friends, whatever it is, and, and family, where we, we, we use this as a common framework for us. We're like, hey, I, how's your cup? Or... Um, let's talk about your cup. Let's talk about what's going in, what's going out, what do we need to do, right? So, uh, and so I encourage you not only use it yourself, but try to use this as a framework that you can, can um, use among your um, intentional relationships at work and life at home. Um, and so one way is like, hey, introduce the framework for them, right? And like I said, like for me, it's just simply starting off the story. Like, hey, my wife's got this shirt. And it says you can't pour from an empty cup. And uh, that has done a lot for me and how I approach work and how I approach life. And then uh, we can start talking about that. Um, so frame it through a story, through the example, through this, right? Like, hey, I heard this podcast and it was whatever. Um, but then also use that as, the, as a check-in opportunity. Um, hey, like I said, how's your cup? Uh so yeah, so I, I hope this can be really helpful for you. I hope this can be powerful for you like it is for me and for my family and for a lot of people that I do life and work with as well. Um, so I appreciate your time. I appreciate uh, your support. 
uh, and I hope that this uh, equips you and empowers you uh, to live, to lead, and to learn more intentionally so that you can continue to create significant impacts for those around you at work and at home uh, and in your life. So uh, as we conclude, um, I want to just kind of offer three quick asks. Um, one is, if you like this episode or if you like the podcast series at large, whatever, I encourage you, please just uh, give a give us a like and a review. It just helps us to kind of get some credibility out there, uh, as well as let other people know that you really enjoy this and it might actually be worth their time. So that's one. Two, uh, if you want to learn more, you can go to our website. Uh, but not only at the website, you can also like sign up for um, email notifications. You can kind of subscribe via email, and then you'll get our weekly uh, Motivation Monday updates where you get our new article or new, new um, podcast episode every single Monday. Uh, as well as some other tidbits there to kind of keep you inspired uh, every single week. So please, I encourage you to go there, um, sign up via email. And if you do, you'll get our, our free guide of the 10 Habits of Intentional Leaders. Uh, and then lastly, um, if 3x5 is helping you in a, in a, in a series of ways, uh, being more intentional at work and at home and all those things, I, uh, I, I, I'm proud of that. I appreciate that. I'm really excited by that. But I also... Um, I encourage you maybe considering uh, becoming a patron of 3x5 and, uh, and just one small way you can give back to 3x5 to help us make this a, uh, a sustainable um, platform for us to continue to give back to you. So uh, if you're interested in learning more about becoming a patron for 3x5, uh, you can go to the website, which is in the show notes, but it's patreon.com um, slash 3x5leadership. Uh, and from there, not only will you be giving back to 3x5, you will also... Uh, have access to a lot of exclusive content from myself, from our team uh, that we don't normally share uh, on the website or here on this podcast. So I encourage you to check that out. So uh, again, friends, uh, thank you again. I really appreciate it. Uh, I hope this was a great use of your time. Again, I'm Josh. Uh, and until next time, take care and lead well.